welcome to menopause nutritionist i believe women can thrive in menopause and have the body composition of their choice if they master their nutrition and lifestyle we have a bit of a sensitive topic to chat about today um, we're talking about eating disorders now as a nutritionist this is actually out of my scope of practice so if someone came to me that had an eating disorder I would actually refer them on to a dietitian um, however I wanted to discuss this issue today because for those of you who don't know obviously I'm a nutritionist but I'm actually finishing up my studies in health coaching as well they are actually two different things and so part of our health coaching last week was actually on eating disorders and I was quite surprised at some of the information that I learned and I wanted to share it firstly because I was surprised that the second most common time in your life that you could get like the, the most, I suppose, um, what do you call it? Like common time in your life to get an eating disorder is actually now, like if I'm talking to my menopause tribe, like in this menopause phase, like this midlife period. And I was quite surprised to learn this. However, it does make some sense to me as a nutritionist and obviously coaching people and working with people. And we're going to talk through some of those things um, and give you some fixes for it as well. Um, but I was surprised by some of the statistics. So in America, we didn't, this is, the statistics were based in the USA, 30 million people have an eating disorder in the USA. That in itself is like, a lot a lot of people the second thing that i found quite disturbing was the increase since covid has been 400 percent like it, it's just it's just a lot and i think there's a number of different reasons for that um obviously as women i think we've always had this pressure to look a certain way um to you know even I heard my daughter saying the other day, uh, you know, that, and I can't actually remember what she called it because, like, obviously a guy wolf whistled her, like, while she was running. But these sort of pressures that come from society um, that put us under the spotlight to be looking a certain way or um, different fads, like, those of you my age would have known, you know, back when I was like 20, my girls' ages. You know, it was the Naomi Campbell and the, the you know, super skinny, um, you know, supermodels that were like, there wasn't a muscle on them. They were like so skinny, like that was the trend. So if there's a trend going and then the girls are all getting on it, then if it's not a healthy trend, then it's actually not serving us very well like you know so I'm just grateful at the moment it's all about building your booty and my girls are in the gym trying to get a bigger butt you know <laughs> like but at least they're doing it the right way um I just can be grateful that the the current trend is around building muscle you know and not being like a waif you know and this is what as a society we need to start being aware of and I think we need to just start 
changing the conversation that we have and this leads into the the last chat I had with you guys where I was talking about leading with muscle so if we actually focused on building muscle as our primary goal and whatever your body looks like you know after you're building muscle and prioritizing building muscle that is like that is what the conversation needs to be around because building muscle is equals longevity you know when we are looking at super skinny supermodels that is not going to give us any type of longevity or quality of life so I think there's a whole lot of things we can unpack, you know, looking at this particular scenario and the issues that are faced. But I was really taken aback when the most, the second most common time, obviously the first most common time is, you know, in that teenage area from like 18 to 22, maybe even younger, maybe it's even younger, maybe it's like earlier in the teenage years that's the most common time obviously for for uh eating eating disorder to take place the second most common time is right now in this menopause midlife stage now i'm going to talk through a couple of scenarios around this and like i said if someone came to me with an eating disorder it's not in my scope of practice so i would actually you know like um refer them to a dietitian to get the pro proper help it is a serious situation so i just at no time want anyone to think that this is it's it's a serious conversation and the reason i was not sh i mean not that i wasn't sure about having this conversation i think we need to talk more about it to help make sure that we are trying to stop it and I don't know what that looks like because I know it's a difficult situation. I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios that I think could contribute to someone our age or in this stage finding themselves in this place. And, um, and I just really urge you, if you hear yourself in this conversation or any of these conversations, to please go and seek some help because there is help out there there's good help out there and you can get yourself on the right track um, because it is serious so the first scenario i would see that that you could find yourself heading this direction i just you know i'm just putting this information out there to try and help if i can help one person if one person listens to this that could be maybe doing the you know in the wrong place with what they're doing and they get themselves help then my job is done here so this is just how i feel about this conversation right now um okay so the first scenario that i think i can see why like in my menopause tribe how it could happen is you're 40 plus you don't understand that your food and your exercise needs to change so all of a sudden the hormones start changing the belly fat kicks in or your body composition isn't the way it is like maybe anything could have happened in your life whatever it doesn't really matter so you go back to what you used to know exercising more eating less that does not work as if you listen to anything i talk about here you'll hear me say this on repeat like that doesn't work anymore once the hormones start changing so if you kind of 
keep taking that path and you're not going to get the results if anything you may actually get the opposite effect where it makes it worse so that can lead to obviously frustration and then possibly like eating less again and eating less again honestly the amount of women who either do my programs or I coach one-on-one when we start them eating correctly like eating high protein and eating the right amount of food they're like man I just was not eating enough and it is and I say this because it is like across the board it is extraordinary how we do this to ourselves so when you actually eat the right amount of food you actually feel full and you feel satiated and you don't feel hungry an hour later or half an hour later you can last to dinner like from you know eating lunch or whenever it is that that you last ate because you're eating the right food so that scenario where you're exercising more eating less obviously you were wearing yourself down that can cause to like a bit of an obsession and that can lead you in the right wrong path so obviously the fix for that is learning that your food has to change like the food that you used to eat doesn't work anymore having a sad salad for lunch is not going to cut it you need to eat high protein you need to be eating enough calories so your body feels it's in homeostasis so it feels safe and happy to shed the weight Um, you totally obviously can get your body composition back I am an example of that myself so it can be done you just need to do it in the right way so your body feels safe and happy in the process so that's the first area I could see that could go wrong the second one is obviously I help women on their fat loss journey so this is why I wanted to have this conversation even though I know it's a very sensitive topic because it it needs to be done in a way that is healthy and sustainable so if you've ever worked worked with me and we're talking about body composition and we're talking about fat loss you'll hear me say we're going to put you on a calorie deficit but it's going to be like 10 percent so it's just going to be a little bit and that's because we don't want to affect your energy your mood your focus Um, your sleep because it is super important for all of the functions in your body to be being met and then if it's just a slight deficit then it's not going to be fast results with your fat loss journey it's going to be sustainable but you're going to be happy along the way so there's a couple of things that can happen here obviously I coach people as a nutritionist so I'm going to obviously give the getting someone to help you in this process is very important especially if you are like a bit of a compulsive obsessive person I would definitely recommend getting a nutritionist or a coach or someone who you connect with to help you in this period of time so you don't find yourself in this place Um, what can happen is that you adjust to eating in a deficit and you feel good about it and and when I'm I'm talking here someone's doing it by themselves so they've just guessed at how much they want maybe it's too much but they've adjusted to it they've founded some they've found some foods that work and they've been eating in a deficit so they're losing weight and then they get to a point where they actually reach their their weight that they should be that is healthy for them And because they've been eating in a deficit they then 
uh, they should then be going back to what we call maintenance calories and that's how many calories your body needs just to function on a daily basis it's called the bmr basal metabolic rate now what happens is that is the time that you need to go back to your um, basal metabolic rate and if you don't you're going to keep losing weight so that then can cause a situation where if you continue to keep losing weight then you get underweight or you find yourself getting you know in in a bad situation where and this happens because of course we've gone from like losing weight and not wanting to go back there so there's fear involved there's fear of going back um so that is one scenario obviously there's many types of eating disorders so uh, you know it can be taking on a number of different areas um, that last one I was talking about probably is more on the side of like anorexia where you're just like kind of not eating enough um, and that continues and so then you just waste muscle you you know you you're, you're on a, that sort of track um, the other one is obviously in this stage is, is just that not eating enough, kind of like the first scenario, not eating enough because you think that if you eat less, that's how you're going to get rid of the, um, you know, the, the body fat. And by the end of the day, you're in the fridge, you can't get out, you're compulsively eating, binging. Um, and that is because your body actually is really smart and it knows that it needs calories to survive. So there's a number of different things obviously here but it's really and truly just getting your eating on track and when you're eating high protein eating enough calories you're you're not going to find yourself in that situation and then like i re i just want to reiterate if you're listening to this and you hear yourself in this conversation please go and seek help there is plenty of help out there you know and get someone to help you on your journey so you're not trying to navigate this by yourself um, I think that before I became a nutritionist you know I was myself like floundering around not really knowing how to to do what I do and I didn't understand the power of having someone guiding you that has the knowledge to be able to help you progress in a healthy way so there's a lot to be said with getting some help in this situation whether it's yeah like there's there's so many different you know areas that you could go to so this is a tough topic to talk about um but with those statistics i really felt compelled to need to talk about it um and i was really surprised to hear that this stage of life is the second most common so i always am trying to share information over here that is helpful for you on your own health and wellness journey and hopefully will help you make the right decisions to um, you know thrive and that's what we want so like I said um, you know if there's anything that I can do to help you on your journey if you have more questions or you have you know what I might try and do is find a link I can pop here in the notes that if anyone does need help they can turn to 
and that's probably a good idea I didn't kind of think that through at the start but I will do that I will drop a link here um, and that at least is is kind of like somewhere you can go to you know to start with finding out um, some help and the rest is just about sharing information so you're aware and also aware because like most of the women that I, I actually coach are on some sort of fat loss journey so talking about this just hopefully gives you awareness that you don't find yourself in that spot you know like that you do it in a healthy way that is true to yourself and your family or friends or you know like that it's it's the right way to do it so you are never going to endanger yourself or put yourself at that kind of risk so heavy situation and conversation today but I think it's one that we really need to discuss more as women and unfortunately the statistics don't do a good job at helping us feel secure that we are making a change so hopefully conversations like this might help us all to talk more about it like if you are struggling yourself reach out and talk to someone about it and I think as women I'm just going to say we're actually really good at that you know no disrespect to guys but they, they suck at it like they don't talk to each other and so even if it's reaching out to a friend and just saying to her you know what this is you know this is how I feel or this is what I've been doing or I just don't want to I don't want this to get worse or I don't want to head in the wrong direction or whatever I don't it, you know your situation is going to be unique but talk to someone even if it's a friend the link that I am dropping in the notes is actually for an Australian help resource so I'll pop that there in case anyone needs it and uh, as always thank you for tuning in I hope this information has been helpful it might not even be you yourself you might know someone that needs this information or needs the help so I just think the more we talk about it hopefully we can help get us as a female society back on track with you know having healthy relationships with food so like I said thanks for tuning in if you are happy enough to leave a review or a rating, that's how other people can find this podcast and the information. Um, I truly appreciate it and appreciate you listening and have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world. Bye.